together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Yo, my name's Hartzell. So, guess what? On the show today, we're talking about the KCPD, the finalists for the new Kansas City Police Department chief. Well, because Kansas City Police Department and the police board operates in the way that they do, and I don't mean that as a compliment, we do in fact have a new police chief, which happened just after I hit submit for the show this morning, because of course, right? Of course. As you'll hear in the show, she was one of three finalists in this sham selection process. Stacy Graves, now Chief Stacy Graves, the 47th police chief in the department's history. If this is how we're starting off the regime of the 47th chief, I'm not entirely sure how we're going to have any more faith in her than we did in the first 46, but more on that in a matter of moments, like right now, it's your Casey Morning Show. The cost of ingredients for popular holiday desserts is surging. Thankfully, every family has that same blue tin of Danish butter cookies that's been floating around for 20 years. It has been a uh, difficult week for Elon Musk, who owns Twitter, which continues to hemorrhage money, so much so they have reportedly haven't paid rent in their offices for weeks. Maybe you should change the name from Twitter to Squatter, you know? Listen to this. According to a poll, one-third of Americans start buying holiday gifts two months in advance. That's risky, because a lot can happen in two months. It's like, <laughs> here's that Kanye sweatshirt you wanted. You go, hey, well, hold on. According to a new survey, 32% of Gen Z are likely to call in sick at work when they're feeling unwell, which is shocking. A Gen Z person making a phone call. <laughs> And this right here, it's your KC Moan Baby, what's the word, Kansas City? A happy Thursday to the KC morning hoes. Now I had planned, I had planned on doing a show yesterday, but I uh, went outside, let the dog out, and uh, saw that uh, they busted the windows out my car. <laughs> Oh yeah, they tore my shit up. That's all right though. We will rebuild, and by that, uh, got a mobile guy on the way. So I apologize for no show yesterday, but we're gonna make up for it today on the show today. Toriano Porter back on your KC Morning Show, getting caught up with KC, talking downtown baseball, talking KCPD. They're looking for a new police chief and got new allegations. Thank you, Mr. Whistleblower. A damn good episode, if I may say so myself. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do, Kansas City. Back in your feeds tomorrow, barring any hooligan trying to jack my car again. I'm not lying, y'all. They almost got that thing. I'm actually kind of happy that our vocational system has done them such a disservice because uh, if they knew what they were doing, my poor Lando would have got got back in your feeds tomorrow. It is a good day to be a Kansas Cityan. Always. Don't get it twisted. Because of you, Kansas City. My name's Hartzell. We'll see ya in the morning. Bye. straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Back 
by popular demand, back by rave review. He is a member of the KC Stars editorial board with the Kansas City Star. He is an author, reporter, all-around good guy, Toriano Porter, my man, my brother. Welcome back to the show. How are you, man? Great day in Kansas City, So Great day in Kansas City. Thanks for having me on. If there is news to be had, Toriano Porter, he is on the ground to cover it. Continuing that beautiful Kansas City story, we got a new police chief to pick. We have a downtown stadium to talk about. Toriano, fill us in, man. Well, first of all, speaking of new police chief to pick, news broke this week that a former Kansas City Police Department attorney, now a whistleblower, wrote a scathing letter to several entities, including their news media, Governor Parson, who appoints four to five police board commissioners, whistleblowing on the um, police department that they're withholding evidence in certain cases, not following the sunshine laws, and basically lying to the public, which is really discouraging when you consider that we are trying to repair relationships between the Kansas City Police Department and the Kansas City community. So, with that being said, we, as the editorial board, we're thinking that the police department and the police board should suspend or delay naming a new chief. I mean, transparency is zero when it comes zero. to anything related to the Kansas City Police Department. Hypothetically, we could have gotten a new chief just this past Tuesday, and we would have had basically no input in the selection process. I've got the name of the finalists, the three finalists here, Toriano. We've got yes. KCPD Deputy Chiefs Stacy Graves, Philadelphia Police Inspector Deshaun Buford, and you've got retired New Jersey State Police Officer Scott Ebner. And like you said, we got these new developments with the whistleblower report. It's been, what, six to eight months of this, and I put in the deepest of air quotes, selection process. What's the holdup? Why no input? Mayor Quentin Lucas, he's on record saying that he doesn't like how this process is shaping up. I mean, what are we doing? What are they doing, Torian? It's par for the course for this police department and the police board to run in a silo. It's like they don't even represent the interests of the Kansas City voting people and the taxpayers. It's almost like they're representing the interests of whoever appointed them. And in this case, you have a two commissioners, two out of the four that were appointed by the governor that sits on the police board on expired terms and they were appointed by Governor Eric Greitens. Think about that for a minute. Disgrace and disgruntled former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens appointed two of the four people that's making a selection for the new police chief. Somehow, somewhere down the line, someone's dropped the ball and it's not fair to the people of Kansas City. And until we, as a community, as a state, change the way this thing is set up, this structure, the police structure, we're going to continue to be left out in some of these situations and decisions. We saw Governor Parsons, Jeff City, basically force a taxation without representation type situation, force Kansas City to pay more for the Kansas City Police Department for reasons, I guess, none of them empirical or based on any type of fact or data or lowering any type of crime rate or murder statistics. None of that had anything to do with it. That was just forced onto us. And now, what a point you just made. Disgraced former governor, Eric Greitens, had more of a say in the future police chief of Kansas City than you did Kansas City. Think about that. Absolutely mind-blowing. And if your listeners and viewers aren't pissed off about that, they should be. And at some point, we have to mobilize as a community and try to get this petition initiative on the statewide ballot asking for local control back. But that's the long game. 
thank you for bringing that up because that is next. And I was on record, you know, I had some issues with the language for Amendment 3. That was to legalize recreational marijuana using the initiative petition process. For the initiative petition process itself, I argue it's almost worth voting for it because that is what these reactionary Republicans, that's what they're coming for next. Abortion, legalizing abortion care in Missouri. How else is that going to happen in this legislature without initiative petition? You make a great point. And as you said, you have state lawmakers who are actively trying to disrupt the initial petition process and giving the people a say in how government is ran to even get an initial petition certified and on the ballot takes a tremendous amount of resources, person power, you know, people power and also funding. And if you don't have that, it doesn't make any difference. It's that part. It's people power, and they ain't interested in giving any power back to, to the, the people. people. That's oh, it. my God. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to be in a city that's such a great city as KC Mo, and you have this long-standing structure that people who live in this city, who pay taxes, who vote for their city council members and mayor, have as little to zero say-so in how the police department is ran. It's fundamentally flawed and wrong, and I'm going to keep on saying it until, you know, I'm no longer in this position to say it. I'll be honest. I got my car broken into yesterday. It busted out one of my windows. And you know what I didn't do? I did not go to the KCPD. I just did not. I don't trust them. I just, I absolutely do not. What we do need is a police chief. One that we can hold accountable. One that will actually show improvement to the department. One that will reach out to the community. What are some things that our folks are asking for out of their new police chief? You know, Hartzell, at the end of the day, you can hire the best police chief in the history of policing, it still would not matter if the structure of the Kansas City Police Board of Police Commissioners doesn't change. And so what I'm hearing on the ground is frustration. Think about this for a second here. The latest complaint or the latest allegations, and, and again, these things are allegations. They have to go through the system. They have to be proven. But this came from inside the department, from a former Kansas City Police Department attorney. Usually it's the media, it's someone from the outside filing the complaint, it's the Urban League, it's more square, it's these groups and entities that's making the noise. But this came from the inside, and I think this is the first time that we've really had a peek from the inside out about some of the malfeasance going on inside the police department. And if it turns out to be true that interim police chief Joseph Maven is lying to us, as alleged, or city police department attorney Holly Dodge is lying to us and withholding evidence, that's wrong and borderline illegal, and you're going to cost people money because this whistleblower allegedly was fired for being a whistleblower, and you can't do that either. So yet again, we're on the hook, or we're possibly on the hook for libel damages, legal damages, and claims, and we have no say-so in the structure of the department. It's it's mind-boggling to me that we continue to talk about this, and you add this on top of a federal investigation into some of the hiring practices of the police department. You have all these different settlements that's been going on for excessive force. And now you have police officers being indicted, fired and resigning because they're being charged with criminal cases. Man, the police department is in chaos right now in Kansas City, Missouri. They're playing themselves, Toriano, because what's going to happen is we're just asking for local control, but they done f***ed around and they've messed us up so bad. DOJ's going to get involved. They're already involved. And so yep. I'm very curious to see how this plays out, my friend. Let's go ahead and move on to this. This week, John Sherman, owner of the Kansas City Royals, they had their listening session about this downtown ballpark. Now, don't get this twisted, y'all. Redlining can come in shades of royal blue. And I'm afraid that that's what this is going to look like. 
We don't have any official plan plan from the Royals. What we had were some, I guess, mm-hmm. schematics this week. What did we learn this week in these listening sessions? We got $2 billion for this entire project, right? So about yep. a billion for the stadium itself and about a billion for this stadium, downtown ballpark district that they're talking about. So they're mm-hmm. saying that Sherm Dog is going to put nearly all private and his rich buddies are going to pay for this district, right? Big business yep. district. I didn't hear them leading about, you know, how much they're going to pay for the stadium. I also heard a lot about this community impact. Yeah. They didn't lead with no money involved about what they're going to do for housing. They're going right. to talk about getting creative. Well, going to maybe creatively gentrify. You tell me, Toriano, what's happening here? So there's many different layers to this downtown baseball deal. I'll start by saying this. I love Kauffman Stadium, and I'm sure many diehard Kansas City Royal fans do as well. It's a beautiful ballpark, one of the best ballparks in the nation. Right? But I have no problem with downtown baseball. It's only a matter of time before it comes. Mr. Sherman has been <laughs> really intent on moving the Royals downtown. If he wants a $2 billion stadium, he needs to pay for it himself. I am against public subsidies for rich billionaire ball team owners. I'm fundamentally against public subsidies going to subsidize billion dollar sports owners. With that being said, if our city council and our mayor decide they want to give out taxpayer dollars to bring the Royals downtown, there has to be and there must be some kind of community benefit where the people you're displacing and pushing out have an opportunity to take part in the development, construction, and working at the downtown baseball stadium. You have to take care of the people. If you don't, you can miss me with your fancy downtown baseball stadium. And that's the thing. Ain't nobody saying that it wouldn't be dope as hell to have downtown baseball. I've been to downtown ballparks, and it is a good-ass time. But I think at the core, what we're talking about here in Kansas City, all right, in this moment that we're trying to make a movement, this is an issue about displacement. Like you said, it's like what our folks at KC Tenants are saying. I got folks who are all up in their mentions saying that, you know, y'all are just naive. Good luck trying to tell a billionaire what to do. Well, guess what? I don't want to live in a city where billionaires run the agenda and they make our backyard their playground. I don't want to live in that world. And you can say all this private-public partnership, but privately or publicly, you're going to be sending our folks out of here. Absolutely. And we both know what a private public partnership looks like taxpayer dollars being used to push people out who can't afford (laughs) to stay and why so quick to lead with the we're gonna definitely pay for that private business ballpark district oh yeah us and our rich friends if it's gonna benefit us oh yeah i will definitely put some money into that but when it comes to this community impact imagine if sherman would have led with saying i'm going to invest 20 million x amount of millions of Mm -hmm. dollars into Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. housing trust fund lead with that and now let's have some conversation absolutely and and big up to casey tens and that group for bringing it to the forefront mobilizing and saying no this is wrong we're talking about a two billion dollar basically like you said playpen versus situation where you have people who are facing homelessness we have a community housing fund that the voters just approve money to go into but that's not gonna you know make a dent over the next five years if it's not replenished or further dumped into and so with that being said you know it's it's frustrating when we're talking this morning about the Kansas City Police Department. Now we're talking about the Kansas City Royals, two different things. But it's frustrating that the people seem to be voiceless. 
And that's why you and I and groups like Casey Tennant and the Casey Star's editorial board are screaming at the top of our lungs, hey, let's slow down. Let's slow this process so we're making sure we're covering every single aspect of the community, including the community enhancement, community trust fund, and community benefits for the people that you're really going to push out and displace. I'm already hearing folks in the car. Well, why don't y'all wait for a plan? Wait for a plan. Well, it's all how you're leading the argument. I keep hearing a lot about private public, private public. It's like that's the narrative they want to drive. Yeah. But what about the narrative of the people first? These listening sessions. It was RSVP only. A lot of media, a lot of sports media folks covering this. I don't want sports media covering this conversation when it comes right. to a housing discussion or zoning issues or infrastructure exactly. issues. Exactly. I don't need sports radios such and such to cover that complicated issue. I'll be honest. Right. That's why I'm happy right. that we have you, Toriano. Is there anything? Absolutely. Is there anything that the Royals have actually put on paper as far as something that we can talk about with numbers, economic development, which you always got to take with a bit of a grain of salt? But anything? I saw that they at least had a slide that had some perspective sites but right. i mean do we have anything other than breadcrumbs and essentially free pr from sports media do we have anything other than that concrete no so i will say this looking at downtown st louis uh baseball stadium it's called the ballpark village down there um same company that runs the power and light Help build the ballpark village down there. And it was just Cordish. <laughs> and KC, Cordish has a brand. They have a name and they get taxpayer dollars. So that's one of the red flags for me. Not saying that they can develop this district. I think they'll do a good job developing it. But as you know, with one light, two light, and three light, KC Live in that whole area, Cordish has gotten so many tax breaks that you almost know for a fact that they're coming for Kansas City's taxpayers' dollars, which in the same token, like you said, if there's no community benefit to it, our, our city council and our mayor is going to have some tough decisions to make. We searched the Kansas City mentions on social media, right? Like this is a polarizing issue mm -hmm. from folks who are still really hung up on the where do I park you know, which I don't think is as big as an issue as a displacement, but it's still an issue. Again, I go to you for the, the actual heartbeat of the city. <laughs> what do you think our folks actually want here? I really feel like it's split. I feel like there's people who are so enamored by downtown ballparks that they're going to support it no matter what. Then you have your traditionalists who loves the K and Kauffman Stadium, that beautiful waterfall off I-70 and one of the most beautiful stadiums in America when you're riding on Interstate 70 at night and stands are packed. I remember driving on I-70 during the 2014, 2015 World Series run, both years. That place was packed and it was magical. And you're not going to really get that same charm in downtown KC. But what I'm hearing on the street is there's a mixture of both. Uh, you have people who are traditionalists and they want to keep it out at Truman Sports Complex. And then you have people who are like, let's do it. Let's move downtown. So it's split. But at the end of the day, John Sherman, it's his playground. If he wants it, he needs to put up the $2 billion for it. And I guess we'll close out on this. Anything related to what's going to happen to or what could potentially happen to the future of the Truman Sports Complex? Arrowhead, the folks of the Chiefs, they're not going to be outdone. And we already know no. that folks across the state line, they're trying to get the Chiefs to head over to KCK, Johnson County, the Legends. I mean, Jackson County, we're still on the hook for that. And if you live in Kansas City, Missouri, you're taxed three times. Taxed as a Kansas City ratepayer, a Jackson County ratepayer, and a Missouri taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely subsidize $3 million per year of the upkeep of Truman Sports Complex. And like you said, we're on the hook. I think the lease is up in 2030. But with that being said, it's a new day in Kansas City and it's progress. And you have to move ahead, but you have to take care of the people, man. Because without the people, you're not going to have a workforce. 
You're not going to have a good housing stock and you're going to lose you're going to lose some of the most talented, hardworking people in the city. Without the people, you ain't got nothing. There's a reason why Sherm Dog, Millionaire, and all of his buddies, there's a reason why they want to go downtown. It's because the people of Kansas City have made downtown a place to be. The spirit of yep. Kansas City, it yep. resonates, and it does spend money. And let's not forget who brought these folks to the dance. The people of Kansas City that brought these folks to the dance, and I'm talking north, south, east, and west. Toriano Porter, my brother, where can folks go to find out more? Plug your handles with the KC Star. Where can folks oh, go? Oh, man. Uh, hearts, I'm all over the internet. You can find me on all the, well, not all the social media channels, but you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Toriano Porter. And you can find me on the web at torianoporter.com. And if you want to read my hard-hitting commentaries on all things Kansas City slash Missouri slash Kansas, catch me on www.kansascity.com. Toriano Porter, is it still a good day to be a Kansas City? And my brother, tell me why. It's always a good day to be a Kansas City. And even as a 15-year transplant, it's a great day to be a Kansas City.